Jnana Timurandasya Kananjana Shalakaya Chaksurun Mulatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bistam Sapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupakadamayam Tadati Sapadantikam Vansha Kalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bayebhacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Sivasa de Gor Bhakta Brinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So greetings from Vasant Falls upstate New York um, you know, I usually celebrate, um, Srila Prabhupada's Tiro Bhav Mahotsava, his Avir Bhav, his birth, and Tiro Bhav, his disappearance in Govardhan. Um, which traditionally is a very, very special festival. We know that uh, devotees from all over the world and senior devotees come to Vrindavan on Srila Prabhupada's disappearance because he was, he left the world there. I was personally in the room when that happened and I'll explain about that. But we'd celebrate in Govardhan um, and it was very special in Govardhan because there weren't as many senior devotees, but they were quite substantial. Sachinandana Swami, Burijan Prabhu, Jayadvaita Swami, Via Krishna Maharaj, Vaisheshika Prabhu, Kesho Bharti, Habi Prabhu, um, so, and each devotee could speak their heart. And I think what I spoke about last time, this is really a spontaneous class because there's so many things you could speak about. I did not prepare. I did want to tell just about Prabhupada's disappearance pastime because I was there to witness it. But I think the last time I spoke and I kind of feel very strongly about this, that the Sisha or disciple, one Sadhu in Vrindavan once gave me an interesting definition of Sisha, Sanskrit word for disciple, one who takes the mood of his guru. So the greatest glorification of the guru is his disciples. 
and if they properly carry what he embodies and has given and of course we're all disciples of Prabhupada we're all in the lineage of Prabhupada we all have the ability to have a direct relationship with him because he reasons ill who say that Vaishnavs die that Vaishnavs die to live and living spread the holy name around just as Krishna is not a historical personality Srila Rupa Goswami is not just a historical personality. Bhaktivinoda Thakur is not just a historical personality. It says that in, in Bhakti Sandarbha. So Prabhupada is not just a historical personality. He's an eternal servant of Krishna. Um, but he's uprakat, he's unmanifest. And to actually contact the unmanifest <clears throat> can only be done by strong faith and love in a mood of separation. Separation feeling is very, very important in Gaudiya Vaishnava tradition because in separation, the object which is external to one comes within one's heart. Um, I remember one Srila Prabhupada disappearance festival. This god sister who's quite advanced, she shows up at the festival, at our, our little program. Initially, we, we'd have it in the, the small, very small temple room of that ISKCON project, because that ISKCON project is unique. It's a sadhana project. It's not a preaching project. It's not for the outside people. So the temple room just accommodates the people that are there. But on the fact, we actually had to move it downstairs in the courtyard, but at that time it was there. Harisari's wife, her name is Sitala, 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 Sitala. And when she spoke, she said she was there when Prabhupada disappeared. And to this day, and I think it must have been 40 years afterwards, she can't be there at that time. The pain is too great. In Ramananda Sambad, one of the questions asked, the discussion between Lord Chaitanya and Ramananda Roy, one of the questions asked by Lord Chaitanya to Ramananda Roy is what is the greatest type of separation? What is the greatest suffering? And that's separation from a Vaishnava. So there's always mixed feelings on this day, but we meet there in Govardhan and yeah. And I, I, I'm remembering the point that I was actually wanting to get back to was you know, the devotees represent the gl glory of Prabhupada, his disciples, and especially when they share their realizations. So it was always nice. And at the same time, variety of realizations. It's kind of like an all-star realizations because people really went into their hearts. Um, 
so I'm also missing Govardhan, you know, especially on that day. It was, it's just, you know, really amazing how you could sit there for three hours and just be totally absorbed. And of course, the oppression of time is when you think of the future and you think of the past, when you're absorbed in the present, the eternal kind of, you enter into the kind of the eternal now. Um, I'm gonna tell, you know, Prabhupada's disappearance, pastime, Leela. Um, but I'm gonna start 11 days after he passed away. And the, the idea is, is that the loss of anything you're attached to is very, very painful. And it's very sad for you. But for Prabhupada, Nitya Lila Pravishta, he entered into his Nitya Lila. In fact, when they put Prabhupada in Samadhi, in his tomb, they wrote, on his chest, Narayan Marge was kind enough to come. Prabhupada wanted him to supervise the rituals because what did we know? They put the Radhika Dasyam mantra or something like that. Maybe they wrote Radhika Dasyam, the servant of Radha. You know, and, and, So it's Nityali the Pavishta. It, it, it's, I go every, every day in my mind to where I feel Prabhupada is and worship him and even meditate on the people that are with him. Um, So you don't celebrate for 11 days. There's a period of grieving, of loss. That's described in the fourth canto in the story of Paranjan. Actually, this morning, to keep my sudden, I got up especially early because I, I wanted to attend a lecture from Naranjan Swami at six o'clock and have my quota of chanting done by then. And he, he spoke from that where it described um, in the story of Paranjan. And I want to go into the whole story. It's a long story, but when the queen loses the, the, her, her husband, the king, and the tears are so deep, it says that her, her breasts were drenched with the water. And the, the deep feelings, and Prabhupada said it's like that, the deep feelings of separation. So this is a day to pray, to perfect our spiritual life and get a drop of that separation. So after 11 days, then they had the 
festival. And I was walking up stairs in the Gurukul building. I was on the first floor, this ground floor, first floor in India, not first floor, second floor. So I'm speaking Indian on the first floor. And I was going up the stairs. And Srila Jayapataka Swami was coming down the stairs. And he said that he had just heard, he just was off the phone with Prabhupada's godbrother, Bhakti Rakshaka Sridhar Maharaj. And he looked at me enthusiastically and said that Sridhar Maharaj said that Prabhupada was a Shaktavesh avatar for preaching Krishna consciousness. Shakt avesh. It's it's an it, it's what happens is is the Lord empowers a particular devotee in a particular quality of the Lord. So the devotee is doing that activity non-different as if God would do it himself. So Prithu Maharaj was the Shaktavesh avatar for ruling. So he, he was a king ruling with the power of God in such a way that it was non-different than if God was doing the same thing. So I thought about that. That's so interesting. A Shaktavesh avatar for preaching. And then, you know, I had the meditation. Prabhupada standing on the shore of the east coast of America and looking at the west coast. And what does he see? He sees the opposition. He sees the opposition to his mission. And what is the opposition to his mission? People will be short-lived. They'll be lazy. They'll be unfortunate. They'll be lazy. They'll always be disturbed. Prabhupada said the, 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 force, it, it, the modern age is surcharged with opposition to spiritual life. Everything is telling you to be the center. Every educational institution, every advertising, every little gadget, every leader, They're pushing you in the opposite direction from where your happiness lies, which is in the platform of, of, of service to Krishna. I was meditating on that this morning. I got a chance to serve one senior Vaishnava, a god brother. They were giving a lecture, and this happens occasionally, particularly one god that he was giving a lecture and he wrote me, this is what the lecture on. Can you sum up and give some basic points? He does this quite often. And, and I wrote something for my own realizations, and he liked it very much. And this morning I was thinking that that's so satisfying. It's so much more satisfying to serve a great Vaishnava than, than to be served. 
because it has a bob of the heart as a bob. So I was so, I was thinking this morning, I'm chanting and sometimes thoughts come and think that's so much more satisfying to actually serve a great Vaishnava. So that mood of, of humility, of service, of gratitude, of compassion, of the soul, of devotion, of God, every it's surcharged with up surcharged with opposition and Prabhupada's standing there on the shore and he has his books and he has what amounts to 40 rupees which at that time was about seven dollars not even it was six dollars and i was even amazed at the shoes Prabhupada wore he was so poor Plastic, plastic white shoes from Lowy Bazaar in Vrindavan. I, I joke, the latest fashion. And there he is on the shore of the ocean facing the material civilization, the modes of passion and ignorance, which are surcharged with opposition to his mission. And then he thinks, well, how will I do this? And then he sings that song that he wrote, make me dance, make me dance. I'm a puppet in your hands. And then he quotes the Bhagavatam, the power of the Bhagavatam with those verses. Shrindvata svakata krishna punya shravana kirtana hidhyantastoya badrani vidhanoti saritsitam nastapayeshu abhadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya that it's by the Bhagavatam and, and, and the, the holy name of Krishna and, and the, the teachings of the Bhagavatam that one could become purified. But the point I was making, he was successful. And his success and his Leela, because he was Shaktavesh avatar empowered to preach as if Lord Chaitanya was preaching himself. His Leela could not be, been done any better if it was Lord Chaitanya himself that arrived in America. I don't think the Jarakanda forest, as we know Lord Chaitanya chanted in the Jarakanda forest and the animals were dancing I don't think the Jarakanda forest had any more degree of difficulty than 26 Second Avenue. One time, Borijan Prabhu, he gave a, a lecture, a little slideshow. And he described, he said, like the Earth planet he showed. And then he showed the Earth planet compared to Jupiter. It was like it was like speck of dust, and then Ju Jupiter compared to the sun, and then Jupiter was a speck of dust compared to the sun, and then the sun compared to the universe. It was a speck of theirs compared to the universe, and our universe compared to you know, and then it, it somehow the 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 
slideshow somehow goes up to the spiritual world and you know that is ultimately there's Radha and Krishna and the gopis and the pastimes and like and 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 this is amazing. This is amazing. How insignificant, but more amazing was what Prabhupada did in America. <laughs> if you see the early, look at the movement now, how powerful is it? And it's even over 40 years since Prabhupada left. It's over 40 years since Prabhupada left and the thing is still going on and expanding in different ways. How brilliant Prabhupada was how much potency he had, how he was able to enter into people's hearts who had no other qualification and give them one qualification, Guru Nishta, faith in Guru, faith in Prabhupada, that it's still going on. Amazing. And what he started with, what Prabhupada started with, if you look at those films from 26 Second Avenue, kind of a bunch of hippies, and, and there's that famous thing where juxtaposed in the, in the, the film, the Hare Krishna film, juxtaposed with the film of 26 Second Avenue, where, you know, uh, Kirtanandas were all gopis, and, and then Achyutananda says, you know, some people are, you know, low on a high, you know, some people are high on a low platform, and other people are low on it. And then it goes to this professor, Hopkins, who at that time somehow discovered this orthodox Hindu thing on, on 26 Second Avenue, he was amazed. And he was chuckling because there was an interview with him. He said they didn't know what they were talking about. Ravindra Sarupabhu said that the, the, the problem with ISKCON in the early days is that Prabhupada was the only adult. And somehow or other, Brahmanda Brahmate Konya Bhagavan Jeev Guru Krishna Pasadi Pai Bhakti Lat. We're wandering from universe to universe, from species of life to species of life, until you come to the human form of life. And not just that, by the mercy of Guru, you get the Bhakti Lata Bij. The seed of devotion the faith, the trust in the sublimity of our connection with God manifests Akila Rasamrita Murti in his full embodiment of love. And he puts that in people's hearts in such a powerful way that despite all their struggles, all their difficulties, their mind, their some scars, et cetera, they keep on going. 
How powerful is that? So the Leela is not different. If Lord Chaitanya decided to come himself, I don't think it would be better than Prabhupada Lamrita. Actually, I'm very fortunate across the street from me is, is Satsrut Maharaj, who the biographer of Prabhupada and his one of the first 10 devotees that got initiated. And uh, we used to have also, no, on, on Prabhupada's appearance day, I'm here. I'm usually here and is Rabindra Sarup Prabhu and uh, next door neighbor across the street, Satsrup Maharaj, Rabindra Sarup's wife, Sudamani Mataji, Arundhati, the wife of Pradyumna, who traveled with Prabhupada. And, and we, we'd have a, a function. And, and, and I remember Satsrup Maharaj told one story. I, I wrote about this. He told one story that really indicated what Prabhupada had to do in this Leela. Prabhupada was invited to one function. There was a person running for president called Louis Abalafio. I've heard of him. And his party was called, he was running president of the United States and his party was called the Naked Party. And his motto is we have nothing to hide. And his poster is basically him naked with a, you know, a leaf over his private parts. And they believe that if you smoke banana peels, you get high. So the devotees used to save their banana peels and give them their banana. They used to collect the banana peels. So Prabhupada comes to this function. Yeah, Prabhupada comes to this function. And he sees all these hippies dancing dressed as bananas. I had no problem. I said a few words and left. Then when Prabhupada goes back, this devotee tells Prabhupada, he says, you know, Uh, he would have actually run for president, but he was too young because you have to be a certain age. He was too young. And Satsrupmar said he never saw Prabhupada laugh, belly laugh so loud because what Prabhupada was thinking is <laughs> as if his age was the disqualification <laughs> for being president. So in this kind of atmosphere. This is what Prabhupada was preaching to. Then I met one other devotee in 26 Second Avenue that joined the 26 Second Avenue in the Bhakti Center, who I knew from Vrindavan too, named Nayana Baram. And he told the story that this woman hater joined she, uh, not woman, man hater. She hated men. 
So she joined. Prabhupada gave her initiation. I'm trying to remember her name, but Prabhupada gave her initiation. And after some time, she came to Prabhupada. And she said to Prabhupada, she, and Prabhupada said, yes, yeah, she said, I'm having some trouble. He said, what is that? She says, I just can't stand worshiping that man, Krishna. Prabhupada said, that's okay, just worship Radha. He said, that's okay, we worship Radha. So, and then Prabhupada's mission, we've seen it. I hope all of you have seen that film, the Hare Krishna film. You know, what Prabhupada did um, by his purity, by his dedication, by his sacrifice, by his intelligence, all used in the service of Krishna. Okay, now let me kind of do the disappearance pastime because I was there for all of it. Now we'll start. I'll start with me. <laughs> oh, anyway. anyway, we hear somehow or other, wake up in the morning from Mangalartik and we hear Prabhupada's coming. Suddenly. Because Prabhupada was in Rishikesh at a place called Ganga Darshan. And he's been sick for a while and he's trying to recover his health. you know, the fresh water, the air. And then that night, there's a storm and the wood shutters begin to shudder and Prabhupada's legs blow up. This is a very bad sign and Prabhupada said, I could go anytime now, take me to Vrindavan. So his driver, Damodar Pandit was his name. He was later the temple president of Vrindavan. He drives down. And Prabhupada arrives in Vrindavan and the devotees are waiting for him. And uh, We all go into his room and usually Prabhupada would sit be on the floor behind his desk on the floor in his main reception room. But he's sitting to a chair to the left because I guess he's sick. And the first thing was very amazing. One of his disciples passed away, Jayananda, who Prabhupada said we should celebrate on the Vaishnav calendar. When I first came to the temple, I saw Jayananda. I was immediately impressed with the depth of this person's humility, immediately. And his devotion, very special soul. And Prabhupada was saying, he helped me so much. He helped me so much. Because he was the only devotee that wasn't a hippie. He was a little bit older. He had a degree in engineering or something. He said, he helped me so much. He helped me so much. He gave the donation to print the initial nectar of devotion, Prabhupada said. And then I was sitting there and I said, oh my God, 
Wow. That devotee by his attitude of humility and service, which is devotion. There's no ambition. Devotion is causeless. Causeless means, causeless means ahoitiki. Ahoitiki means without cause. What does it mean without cause? It means there's nothing outside itself that causes bhakti. This is a very important point. Like a perpetual motion machine. I used to go to Ripley's, believe it or not, there was a museum, at least thing. Perpetual motion machine, where it doesn't need any outside thing to start it. So bhakti is like that. It doesn't need anything outside. So it doesn't have a cause. It's called the haitaki. Every other activity has a cause. If it's gyan, you want liberation. And therefore, your activity is not your objective. It's not your pleasure. The goal is the pleasure, not the activity. The goal is the pleasure. And you give up you give up the practice when you reach the goal. The practice is tapasya and jnana, and jnana means tapasya. You give it up. Or, or karma, the goal is swarga. The goal is material things. That's why also bhakti is apratiyata. You can't stop something that has no cause. So bhakti means susukam kartamavyam. It's joyfully performed because the goal is the activity itself. There's no other goal than what you're doing. It's pleasurable in itself. And therefore, there's no other objective because always the objective is pleasure. And bhakti is pleasurable, pleasurable in itself. There's no other objective. It's a hoitiki. So a devotee like that, so Jayananda from the beginning, such a humble person, wanted nothing for himself, only service. And I'm sitting there and I'm saying, my God, he made it into Prabhupada's heart. And then Prabhupada said, well, if one has to leave, he said, let him come to Vrindavan. He said, everything is here. The white sands of Ramanreti is where we had our temple. It used to be surrounded by white sands. It's not now. He said, the Jamuna. He said, everything is here. And then he said with realization, with realization, it's something he saw. And the proof of that realization is we saw at the end that he understood this. He said, but what is death but a change of body? And then he quoted with realization the verse from Bhagavad Gita, Deheno smin yata dehe komaran yovanam jara, tata dehantara praptir dirath tachinamute. As the embodied soul passes from boyhood to childhood to youth to old age, similarly at the time of death, a self realized soul is not bewildered by such a change. And then um, 
Prabhupada stayed and his health deteriorated until he went into a very inner mood. He wasn't speaking very much. And he would come out every day. They would have a, a special, it was a rocking chair and it was whittled down on the leg so people could hold it. And they used to carry Prabhupada out to circambulate the temple. And then they used to put him in front of Krishna Balaram. We used to do kirtan about 9.30. And then interesting, Prabhupada kept on calling his leaders from around the world. They would stay and then they would go and he kept on calling them because he intuitively realized that the only quality of these people that would keep his mission going is their attachment to him. And then, you know, a very interesting thing happened at a particular time because to see Prabhupada, you have to go through his secretary. Um, and that was Tamal Krishna Maharaj. And there's this little room and, and, and you'd have to go. And, and it was really hard to see Prabhupada. You'd go and schedule times and then the instructions would be very, very clear. The Prabhupada was in a lot of pain. He hadn't eaten at one time. It's six months. I don't got the time frame exactly. He hadn't eaten in six months. There was, I mean, he ate like this, a little few ounces of pomegranate juice, that was it. And there was no skin between the bones and the nerves. So it was very painful. Even one time I, I described, I was in his room in the morning, Bibi Govinda Swami. I was so busy. My st service started at like four in the morning and it went to 8.30 at night. Yeah, we have, there's no sacrifice we wouldn't make. And so I had no time. I was even doing the noon artik for Krishna Balaram besides all my other services. And when he, uh, and, and at a particular time, Prabhupada just said, because his bed now, Maybe this wasn't the first time, maybe the second time. But anyway, his bed was in, his bed was in the big room where he had darshan. Where he used to sleep and get darshan. Now his bed was there, so prop was there. And he just opened up 24 hours a day. Anybody could come in, men, women, anybody. Anyone can come in and sit with Prabhupada. That's merciful. Anyone could sit and come in. I remember I used to go in because I, I, he said, 
everybody can go in. I said, but I'm busy from 4.30. He said, come before that. I used to go in at 2.30 in the last days. I guess this is more the last days. Um, and then sitting in that room, you would actually see Chaitanya Lila. Uh, uh, it, it was incredible. Prabhupada's um, exchanges with the devotees and, and people were sending him things from all over the world. I think they even sent him ice cream from New Vrindavan and they kept on stopping in different cities and repacking it. And there was a, a shawl from the sheep in Gita Nagari. And, uh, and exciting things would happen. I remember one day there was one devotee, a sannyasi, he was young, how old can you be? I mean, you gotta be in your late 20s. But he was, he later became a very, very famous yoga teacher named Richard Freeman. One of the top 10 yoga teachers known in the world. But at that time, his na name used to be Parivrajakacharya Maharaj. And he was teaching yoga in the court of the Shah of Iran, who is the richest person in the world. And then he came to Vrindavan. He actually brought the daughter of the Shah of Iran. And he went in to see Prabhupada to tell him about his preaching. And then Prabhupada thought, well, this is a sannyasi, but he's he's preaching with the kings. So the 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 Brahmins, you know, the, the sages are known as Rishi. And the kings are known as Raja. So it's Rajarshi or Raja Rishi. Like the Bhagavad Gita, it says the, 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 the message was carried in the line of saintly kings. Evam param para praptam imam Rajarshi o vidahu. Rajarshi, Raja Rishi, Raja Rishi. So when he came to see Prabhupada at the end, and the timeline, I'm, yeah, but sometime in that period, Prabhupada said, oh, you are Raja Rishi. And then Prabhupada said that verse, evam parampara praptam imam And then I was there, I remember when they had the ver first Bhaktivedanta Institute. Prabhupada was very much into the Bhaktivedanta Institute to preach to the scientists because he felt that the Science, science, scientists were like the Brahmins of the world, but they were misguided. So Prabhupada wanted to teach that this life comes from life. So he had the first conference and there used to be a big conference hall in the Gurukul building. And then they divided it up for offices. But it was a big conference hall there. And then after that, they came in to see Prabhupada and they were all in suits and ties. And there was, um, Bhakti Surup Damodar, there was Sadaputta. I visited Sadaputta when he was getting his PhD. I couldn't believe his brain, it blew my mind. There was Madhava. Um, now he's a sannyasi, he, he's retired in New Jersey actually. And he preaches at Princeton. He took sannyas from Srila Sridhar Maharaj. Um, forgot his sannyas name. Anyway, 
There was Gyanadas from Oxford. He's also a sannyasi. His name is Nimai Maharaj. He took sannyasa from Narayan Maharaj. And there was Brahmatirta. So those are the initial Bhaktivedantins too. So they came in in seats, seats and ties and he told Tamal Krishna Maharaj, uh, please get them chairs. And they said, no, no, Prabhupada, no, Prabhupada, we'll sit on the floor. Prabhupada said, no, you're respected scientists. So Prabhupada was just like, un, just giving mercy to one devotee after another, trying to enter their hearts so that his mission could stay alive and he was just exchanging with various devotees. And it was very, very moving. Very moving as he would. And then this was really startling that, so Prabhupada would come down very, very grave because they had to carry him in this chair and he would sit and there would be kirtan. The kirtan would be done by this Bengali disciple named Sachinandana. I think it was Sachinandana Das or Sachinandana. And there's no wonder Prabhupada liked this devotee's kirtans. I, I remember being in the temple, Mangalartik in the Krishna Balaraman, there used to be like 20 people. And he'd lead kirtan in a broken Madanga. And basically it was such a kirtan that he would lead that you felt like you were drinking some nectar. You were chewing the kirtan. It would enter into your ears. I'll just tell one story that remind me. The front door is locked, you can go in the back. So one day Krishnadas Babaji was trying to get in the front door. And Bibi Govinda Swami told him, Babaji Maharaj, you want to see Prabhupada, you go around the back. So he ran, went around the back and then Bibi Govinda Swami wanted to see, well, what was Prabhupada, what was going on? And he peeked in and Prabhupada, even though he was sick, he was laughing a little bit. And Krishnadas Babaji, you know, he was such a soul, just chanting 24 hours a day. And then he heard Prabhupada say, Tandara Charana Seva Bhakti Sanivas, Janame Janame Hoy, E Abila, E Abilas, Janami Janami Hoy, birth after birth, Tandara Charana Seva. I want the service of the Vaishnavas, birth after birth, Prabhupada was so joyful. Because Prabhupada didn't have friends. <laughs> Not in the mission, he had children. It was like children with no friends. So it was very, so Prabhupada would come down. And then one day, Tamal Krishnamaraj called this one young Gurukul boy and he was only 10 or 11. And he was kind of like a very, soft, like cried a lot. He was very overweight. His name was Mark and Dea. But somehow this American boy was the best Madanga player in the movement. He was only like 11 or 12 years old. This guy was just so expert. 
So Tamal Krishnamaraj told him that I think Prabhupada may be feeling a little better. Because up until that time, the instruction was just one pair of small cartels because the noise, Prabhupada's nerves cannot take it. So he said, I think Prabhupada, we can add something. So I will just go like this. And tomorrow Krishna is so intelligent. The kirtan should get a little bit louder. Just softly. And every time I go this, increase the volume, but not till I see Prabhupada. So the kirtan is going on. And Tamal Krishna Maharaj goes like this. And the Madanga gets just a little louder. And I don't know what he saw in Prabhupada, but maybe Prabhupada. I mean, it was so subtle. And after a while, Tamal Krishna Maharaj went like this. And it increased. And uh, somehow or other, this went, went on and all of a sudden exploded into a kirtan. I saw this big former American football lineman, Vaishnava, like a football player with his big wampers. And we said, what happened? And then we get a message that Prabhupada is going to go to the West. On the disappearance day of Srila Rupa Goswami at midnight. So we met in front of his room to do kirtan. And they carried Prabhupada out. There was no samadhi. It was just a little marble courtyard there. And they had a car. And they put Prabhupada on the back seat of the car. He was so sick. And then this one man came, Vishran Chanset. Vishran Chanset was a former member of parliament, a very, very prominent guy. And his, cousin, Bhagaji, gave the land for the Gurukula. So he said, you can't let him go. This is crazy. You can't let him go. You can't let him go. Anyway, Prabhupada drove off and he, he, he was going to Gita Nagari because he, he wanted to teach people how to live off the land that he hadn't completed his mission. but he got very sick. I think he had even a little, some kind of operation there. He had to come back and he came back to Mumbai. And then he, he, he went by train from Mumbai to Mathura. And then he was picked up in this kind of, we call it a Sankirtan van. And waiting by the gate, by his room, his room is in front of the Iskand guest house. I think most of you know, or many of you know. So Prabhupada comes out and he's in the arms of Brahmananda. Brahmananda is, was an American heavyweight wrestler. He was huge. And he was carrying Prabhupada 
in the same pose that Haridas Thakur was in the arms of Lord Chaitanya. Or if, if you've ever seen in the Vatican, I was fortunate to see it once, the Pieta, where, where Christ is in that pose. The Prabhupada comes to his room. In front of his room, he folds his hands and he, he, he looks at us. And with such depth, he says, Krishna Tvadiya Parapankaja Pankarajam Adyeva Me Vishatume Manasaraja Hamsa. Let me die now when the swan of my mind is entangled with the lotus of your feet. Otherwise, at the time of death, when the body is choked up with mucus and bile, how will I be able to remember you? It's with conviction. This is his feeling. And then Prabhupada goes, and now he's not going to leave anymore. I think that's when they just opened up the thing where people could come in. And then there were so many pastimes then also with different devotees and, and Prabhupada. I can't, man, there's some I remember, but I'm not going to go into all of them now. And Prabhupada's sister, Pishima. She one day cooked for Prabhupada, even though he wasn't eating anything. Yeah. And I remember too, you know, we it was very austere. People don't understand what Vrindavan was like at that time. Devotees didn't have money like they do today, go out and buy, go to a restaurant. There was no restaurants. You eat the temple Pishadam. And the temple was very poor. There's nothing very special. Fortunately, Bibi Govindaswamy was the cook. Even Prabhupada asked, what are the devotees eating? He wasn't eating. But he was asking what the devotees were eating. So then one day, actually, I, I was outside Prabhupada's room and I saw the Kaviraj, Prabhupada's Ayurvedic doctor from South India, and he told Bhakti Trumaraj that Prabhupada has about seven hours left. And it was actually exactly accurate. And they called all the devotees, came into his room, and then there was kirtan. But the kind of kirtan that is done when someone's passing away from the world in that depth of emotion, <clears throat> there's no refrain. <laughs> <laughs> You're just chanting. There may be a leader, but there's no refrain. Everyone's just chanting. So we're chanting, and I, I'm in that. I, I, I know even in the film, I'm, I'm, I'm chanting there. We're chanting so intensely. And uh, then uh, at about 7.25, Prabhupada leaves this world. And when he leaves this world, it's not that you could see it, but you felt it. The moment entered into your heart. And it was also a mixed feeling because there was a certain glory to it. You know, I, you know, you, you, you relate things in your own mind to your own samskaras and your own impressions. <clears throat> to me, it gave this impression of this film I had where somebody was dying and like, I don't know, the sky opened up or there was no seal. I didn't see any ceiling. It was just, 
and and it was almost to me the, the kirtan was dun 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 like glorious and actually for the the kirtanir is sitting on Prabhupada's bed it was actually Bharadvaj who did the painting of that Bhagavad Gita co cover but Bharadvaj was also the great Kirtanir, it's, it's, it's actually Gauravani's father. It's Gauravani's father. So the Kirtan is there and then Prabhupada leaves and then there's utter chaos. I remember one god brother from Venezuela, Nilamani, just collapsing on the floor. Now again, there's not that many people. The room is full, but not like sardines and then uh, they put Prabhupada on the Vyasasana and all the Vaishnavas come Krishna's Babaji, Narayamaraj, Narayamaraj's Kirtanir, Seshayi Brahmachari and there's Kirtan all night and then they take Prabhupada to the seven temples of Vrindavan. Um, so there's definitely separation, but we really have to understand deeply that we're separated from God, we're separated from his pure devotees by faith and consciousness. So if you were there in his presence, Yoga Maya Samavrita Krishna said, I am not manifest to the foolish and unintelligent. If you're there in his presence without the consciousness, you don't see Prabhupada. And if you're in separation from him in the proper consciousness, you see Prabhupada. I feel closer to Prabhupada now than even before. Um, so this is a, um, a special day. Of course, here we're a bit isolated. Fortunately, we have this. I understand that Raghunath and Kastuba Danakeli had just come to drop off my clothes. He told me he watched this morning and they spoke about Prabhupada's sacrifice. And then I watched Naranjan Swami, who was speaking about very emotionally and very deep how there's Vani and Vapu. Vapu is a physical form and Vani is the instructions. And it's a fact that the devotees and the Supreme Lord are there in their instructions. They're there, their instructions. So Prabhupada said, everything's in my books. We should read his books regularly and get his association and serve his mission and get his mercy. Okay. Um, I still keep a, a schedule. I generally don't go over. So I'm over a couple of minutes here and there. But if anybody would like to share reflection or even say something about Prabhupada or just share something that I said, Jamuna Jaya.
Well, thank you so much, Maraj, for, for sharing that with us. I, um, I, I don't, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just, um, I just loved what you said about that one devotee. What would it be like to get to be in Prabhupada's heart? You said he was in Prabhupada's heart. And what is that like? And it's just such a beautiful meditation. What would it be like? I heard somebody recently, or maybe I can't remember if you said it, but to chant as if Prabhupada was in the next room. And I, I think about that often when I'm sort of like, oh, it's like, what if he was right in the next room? Like if he would be there. And I often, I call him grandfather in my mind. I never really knew my grand my grandfathers at all. And so when I look at him, I, I always, I constantly think if I'd been born just a little bit earlier, maybe one day walking down the streets in New York, I would have seen this grandfatherly figure and uh, gotten to see him. But I, I feel I am honored that he left so much and left you here to bring our mercy. But I, I, I loved what you said, what it would be like to be in his heart. It's a great aspiration. So thank you. Yeah. Much. yeah. And we enter into the heart. How do we enter the heart in anyone? if we love them and how do you love them you love them by service okay very nice anybody else like to share anything either what i said yeah hi bo um i um was really um um moved by when you said when um you you go every you go in your mind every day to where you think Prabhupada is and you worship him. And um, and I often think, you know, um, I feel so attached to your physical presence here. And I often think about, you know, what am I going to do when you are no longer here with us? And um, and then at the end also we were talking about developing the consciousness and how you feel so much more connected to Prabhupada now because of your consciousness. Um, so just um, needing to focus on developing my consciousness and then um, going to where you are in my mind and worshiping you there. Um, yeah, I was just very moved by that, uh, Marsh. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Anybody else like to something they remember? That's nice. Hare Krishna Gramaraj, it's Kadamba Mala. Yeah. Um, I just, I kind of want to second what Mukunda said um i you know it's not one particular thing that you said about Prabhupada, but i always really appreciate and you know love hearing you talk about your own guru in this you know i mean because i feel like in a sense like we all understand who Prabhupada is as a figure and like on one level i understand he's your guru but then there's like this whole other level where i'm like oh yeah he's your guru like it's this other relationship that is this deep intimate thing that's inside of you so that like when you're talking about him sometimes I there's like a in my mind it's not 100% connected but then I remember and then I just love hearing you talk about your own guru and the affection that you have for him comes out in the, the way that you talk about him and the things that you specifically talk about in terms of what his mission was and his dedication to his own mission you know it's interesting because I realized that I never really hear you talk about him in like a sentimental way and I feel like sometimes the way I think about and talk about you as my guru is always very sentimental <laughs> because I'm just such a 
I, you know, I'm just not at that level yet, hopefully. Um, so when Mukunda was talking, I was also thinking about that, how I just hope that one day I can get, I, I want to serve you in, you know, real life physical for as long as humanly possible. But, um, you know, I hope that one day I can actually get to the level where I feel the same deep connection in my relationship with you as my guru that you feel with Prabhupada in separation. So I did appreciate that. Okay. Thank you so much, Kadamba. Anybody else have some realization about the class glorification of Prabhupada? Hare Krishna Maharati Sradeshwari here. I was really, really, Hare Krishna. I was very, very touched by by all the class and especially by the mood of Srila Prabhupada at the end when you mentioned that he really opened up to everybody and that kindness, that service attitude and the love he was he was giving to all of you uh, during those last days, especially, and and actually it's still alive and it was captured in the Hare Krishna movie, especially um, because my mom my mom is not favorable towards the devotees at all, but I sent her the movie and she cried and she was so touched by. Um, by the the by the by Prashila Prabhupada that it was it was really inspiring to me as well to see that. So thank you very much for thank you. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. For the tap. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else like to say something about Prabhupada? Hare Krishna Maharaj, it's Leila Vrindavan. I will. Well, thank you for class. I mostly just wanted to say hello, but I was just thinking it was something that I was speaking to someone about yesterday, the, the grace and mercy you feel when in the presence of someone who has totally pure consciousness. And so they see purity, you know, within you, even though you yourself feel full of faults and how just like it makes when I feel that with you, I feel like I want to just cry. <laughs> and so just thinking of that also towards Prabhupada and everything that he's given to us with his pure consciousness and seeing that purity and all the people that came to him. Yeah, it's just like makes me want to cry. <laughs> wow, that's nice. So we have a tremendous debt to Prabhupada because it's all coming from him. If he, there's, a, there's a song, Yadi... Yadi Garanga, it, something, something, what if Garanga never came? So there's some song like that. So what if Prabhupada never came? You know, you, what? I always look, um, you know, my brothers, and I'm just thinking, what's the difference? And the only difference is, is that I have Prabhupada. <laughs> It makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. Thank you. Thank Good. you, Mara. Good. Anybody else like to say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Uh, Thank you, you for the class. 
Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thanks for the beautiful class. Very, okay. Thank you very much. It was very nice to talk about Prabhupada. It was lovely. I really enjoyed it. It's always nice to hear about Prabhupada. And we are so blissful that we, we have this chance. And thank you very much for that. We're really blessed, huh? Even all the way in your country, somehow Prabhupada's <laughs> presence came. Right? Thank you. So Thank important. you. Mara. Okay. Good. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Raj. Yeah, I I always find it very inspiring when I hear that a disciple feels closer to their guru even after he has passed than when he was when they, when he was physically present. I I just love hearing. Well, you know, I, I know God brothers who are very advanced that never even saw Prabhupada. Yeah, that, yeah, I just love that. I just, I think that's like, for example, Kumarupa, so I believe, a great saint who passed away in Vrindavan and took care of the cows. But you don't feel that. Because yeah, they're eternal. If we can have a relationship with, with, Krishna, right? <laughs> we don't think, oh, Krishna is gone. We, we can never have a relationship with Krishna. Yeah. It's the same principle. Yeah. I often think of Niranjan Swami too. He said that, you know, he saw him very few times, but his relationship with Srila Prabhupada seems like it's so... Oh know. my God, it's so deep. Yeah. I, I, I watched him this morning. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Tota Gopinath here. And Kishori Radha. Hari Bo. Hare Krishna. Good. Who else? A few Hare more people. Krishna. This is Akiko. Good morning. Akiko. Hari Bo. Good to Akiko. see you. Thank you. Good. Anybody else? Hey, Christian Thank you for talking. Yes, thank you. It's that love and separation. And I feel it really ties and makes it that much deeper. Because if we're always, we're always with them, so, you know, we have that love when we're always with them, but it's when they're away that we really hanker for their, their association and, and that deeper love, I think. That's our mood. Yes, thank you. Okay, who else? Hey, Krishna Guru Maharaj Narmasaki here. Good. Thank you for the class. It was really hard touching. Okay, Thank wonderful. You. Who else? Hi, Krishna. Sorry, Gail, go ahead. No, no, oh, I, I was just hoping. I, I wonder how I could hear that, what you heard this morning from Niranjan Swami. Send me an email. Okay. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, it's Jaiki Shori. Haribo. It, it's so Haribo. nice, actually, that with the pandemic, people work from home so they can watch my class rather than, than be on the subway. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I think I'm going to listen again later, actually. It, it somehow or other has really increased the kata. Okay. Thank you so much. I see the list here of all the nice people that came and 
so nice that we could be together. One more person and then we'll go. Thank you so much, Amarish, for, for beautiful memories hey, and classes. Oh, nice Thank to you see so you. Much. It was, it's so moving. You know, you hear stories, but, you know, to, I was really feeling your, your presence there with Prabhupada in, the, in, those, in those days and appreciating the austerity and your service. And it was just, it's kind of mind boggling in a way to contemplate like the lifetime of service that you've given to Srila Prabhupada and also just to hear that come through, you know, in a way that you don't get um, otherwise just reading or something to hear you personally share those stories at the time was very moving and very real. And so thank you so much. Wow, thank you. Okay, thanks so much. I'm so happy that you're on the class. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, we'll go one more person. Anybody else? Okay, I'm going to leave now. Okay, and uh, I will. Bunch of couple to be a second person to leave.